everybody. Welcome back to Thrillers by the Book Club podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Olivia. And we are so excited to be talking to you today about thrillers. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going. It is going. Yeah. Um, I'm done being pregnant now. I'm over it. I saw you posted stories about like, okay, with the first timers, like, was it late or early? Yeah. And really, (laughs) I want early that's the thing is i'm like <laughs> i as much as i'm terrified to be in charge of a small baby i'm also like i'm also over being pregnant like this is yeah the dumbest <laughs> oh my god yeah i'm over it um but everything's fine everything's all good here just getting like trying to like sit in as many events as possible honestly before i feel like i'm gonna be stuck at home oh I know. Be stuck at home. You'll be there with your baby. You're going to like, it's going to be a beautiful time. Okay. Well, (laughs) I don't have a choice. (laughs) Fair. Fair. That was stuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's the main thing is that I have literally no option. And so I'm like, I'm not really into that, to be honest. (laughs) Like, I prefer to have an option, but that's cool. Yeah. Well, Um, I mean, it's good you have family nearby, right? So hopefully you'll be able to get out a little bit. Take some breaks. Yeah. No, it's true. It is. It'll be nice because my family's here. Um, it's just like small stuff, you know. I'm just trying to fit in like all the last minute stuff. Like my friends are trying to do like a Valentine's Day thing. Oh, love it. Love Valentine's Day. That's so cute. Right. It's so fun. But I'm also like, am I due like a couple days after? Yes. Should I go? I want to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're like. I don't know. I mean, RSVP yeah. as yes, tentative. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but hopefully I'll get to do it because I don't know. It just feels like I'm not going to get to do any of that type of stuff, you know? Yeah, for a while. For a while. Yeah. But the next thing you know, it'll be like you and all your friends like with kids. So it'll be mom friends and you'll be, you know, parties and stuff together. I don't know. I don't have a kid. This is what I just yeah. imagine it's like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's. We'll see. <laughs> My life will be like, have you guys seen the new this children's show about? Oh, yeah. I guess. Kids? Oh, my friend texted me. She was watching a kid the other day, like last night. I think it's a, a toddler. And she was like, uh-huh. thank God we don't have kids for right. us. And she's like, she keeps demanding ice cream. And we are watching some insane show called Gabby Cat. So I can't wait to hear mm. about your experience. The very with- relatable world of children's TV. Yeah. Same. Can't wait. But yeah, no, so that's good. What else? We are, we have book club this weekend, which should be fun. Ooh, nice. nice. Then this year, our book club, my chapter of Thrillers by the Book Club, we're doing every other month meeting oh. because there's literally so much going on and also since I'm one of the hosts I'm like Ooh, I don't know how it'll be so yeah. anyway we're doing every other month and so I ha- the last time we know it was November so I'm like oh my gosh it's been so long so it'll be so oh. fun to be able to meet and catch up after like two months of yeah nothing you know yeah that's gonna be nice oh. yeah I know I'm excited um, what's going on with you well my First meeting of the Thrillers by the Book Club Phoenix chapters next weekend. I'm very excited about that. And I am in Arizona now, moved. I think I talked about that last week. I can't Mm -hmm. remember where things are anymore in in timelines of stuff. But my husband finally made it down. Oh, Oh, my God. This last week since we last talked has been a fiasco. Why? So first... He was driving down through Washington, Oregon, California when there was a big ice storm was going on, the big like cold front everybody was talking about. So Mm -hmm. he told me, he's like, at one point in time, he was like, there are more than 20 cars spin off on the side of the road and there are turnover uh, semis and stuff. So I was very stressed out. His car was icing over. It was just like, whatever. I was terrified. Oh my gosh. He ended up staying the night up in Oregon. And I was like, great. I feel better about that. He drove down the next day. No big deal. Except when he got there, I was like, okay, Uh I'm going to go stay at the house and I'm going to wait for you to get there. Okay. And I'm freezing. Like we turn the heater on in the house and it's just like not getting warm. So I spent hours like standing in front of the oven, just like trying to get warm. And I'm trying to stay up to wait for him to get there. He's like, okay, about 1.32 in the morning. So I'm listening to an audiobook, 
And I just lay down on the air mattress for a few minutes. I was like, I'll just like be just a second. And then next thing I know, I am waking up because Jared is crawling through the doggy door in the back. In, in because I was asleep no more than 15 minutes. Literally no more than 15 minutes because I checked Stop on my it. audiobook when I stopped. Stop yeah. It. Stop. Dead, dead asleep. Like he pounded on the door, on the garage, on yeah. the windows, on the, oh, the sliding glass door, all this stuff. The doggy door has like a plastic thing you have to uh, lift up and remove. I'm so dying. he like lifted that up and removed it. And I woke oh. up with him halfway through and he was so mad. I was so so. I mean, that's amazing. That's a, an amazing story. I mean, it, was, it looked like this door was birthing him. Like, I'm going to be honest. Why, first, did you, why did you not just leave the door unlocked? I don't know. Like, I, don't do, I do not know. I don't my know. Question. Like, Wouldn't that I have been the like, thing to do? I mean, yep. I would have. I would have just left the door open and been like, Listen, goodbye. Yeah. Well, you know. I don't know. Then this house, like it's brand new, it's empty, right? So being in an empty house is kind right. of creepy. And it's like, a, I mean, it a is. House, so I don't know what I was doing. Anyway, uh, so oh, that happened. So funny. So, so funny. It was amazing. It was so amazing. She was just like so mad. <laughs> but so then oh, I'm still freezing, right? So then yeah. the next day we're cold and like all this stuff is going on. All these things are going wrong. The landlady or whatever was like, Oh, yeah, you're going to use Cox Internet. We call Cox. They're like, we haven't served that address in 10 years. We got to okay. send somebody out. Okay. The reason why the heater wasn't working is because the heater was completely out of refrigerant, like had a leak, bone okay. dry, which means it was freezing cold in the house. Oh, my uh, god. We were using a fireplace, so we were kind of like oh getting gosh. by. Freezing cold in the house. And he was like, well, technically, this means that your house is currently uninhabitable. In Arizona, like if your AC and heater don't work, it's uninhabitable. And I was like, I'm sending these emails to the the agents, just like, listen, listen. You're like, I can't live here, here. or you're paying for a hotel, (laughs) right? Right. It was. Oh my god. Yeah, it's been just like a nonstop fiasco. My furniture doesn't get here for another week. So we're like making do with air mattresses. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, we we haven't bought some lawn chairs and stuff. So anyway, no, that's fun. I feel like that's fun though. Like I remember every time we moved into our like a new place and we didn't have you know our stuff yet. It's kind of fun because you're just like it's yeah. like camping, but inside. It is. Yeah, we're know? camping. We're definitely yeah. camping out in the living room by the by the fireplace, which is fun and. Um, yeah, it's indoor. Yeah. Ca- you, you start a fire in the middle of your living room floor. You get mm-hmm. your marshmallows. Exactly. Like it's all the, the normal just, stuff. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, yeah. So that's been that's been the deal so far. Um, Love it. It's great. It's just been like it. it you know what? It, this is all going to be really funny in like a month. Like right now, I'm still too in it to be like I, truly I laughing at it. But yes. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll let you know. It's hilarious. So oh, I know <laughs> it is. It's got to be hilarious when I'm further away. I'm enjoying it a lot right now. Good. As, a, Good. as an outside perspective, this is yeah. very funny. My life is a comedy <laughs> of errors. It's just this is just it's yeah. great. It's great. I will never get over waking up and seeing Jared's head through the talkie tour, like his head and shoulders. If I would have been him, I would have been like. <laughs> so that's I what's mean, going it's on. It's a good time. It's a good time had by all. So are yes. you, you said you're starting work again this week. Yes, I start next week. I've been Where? on a leave of absence since December. Lame. So I'm going back. Yeah, Ugh, it's going to be tough when we don't have furniture. Like my husband's doing it on a lawn chair with a laptop. And I sure. run meetings all day as a project manager. And I'm like, sure. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. We'll see. Whatever. You should go to like a coffee shop or like something like yeah. that. You know? I might do that. I might do that or go to the library or something like that. See? But, yeah. Because yeah. then it will like, number one, you'll actually be able to get stuff done. Because yes. I feel like it's hard when you're, especially when you first move and you're like, I mm-hmm. should be doing all these other things. But also yes. I have to work. I should so, be scrubbing everything because they didn't right. clean well enough. And, you know, all the yeah. things. Like it just runs <laughs> through your mind. But if you leave, then you're like, well, can't, can't do it. Yeah. Sorry. Too bad. Can't do it. Have to work. Oh, well, that's probably, yeah. that's a good idea. I might actually do that. But yeah, just to escape. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I have been trying to read and it's just mm. been not happening. Mm-hmm. I was like, the audiobook I was listening to when Jared came in was Those Girls by Chevy Stevens. I think it's called Those Girls. 
Okay. And have you ever read a Chevy Stevens book before? I it's I don't know, actually. Okay. <laughs> Good so, question. Yeah, I read one called Still Missing. I read that a couple of weeks ago or a week or so ago. And okay. it was so it was a five star read, like hands down. Oh. And I think I remember when I got done, I was just like, wow. Like, what did I just what did I just read? Like, that's wow. the best. Yeah. So it was really cool. So yeah, I might talk about that at some point, but it's a about a woman who is abducted. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so basically she's a year being spent, held captive with a psychopath. And then she's also going through therapy now that she's gotten away from it. So you like dual timeline Ooh. thing. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yes, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like there was one I read about like a road, you know. Was it Murder Road? Have you read that yet? Is that Simone St. James, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I have. Oh my gosh, so jealous. Good. I can't wait to read it. it. Is. Oh so, oh, Dark Roads. That's Dark the Chevy okay. Stevens one. Yeah. It was oh, called okay. Dark Roads. And okay, it yeah. has this cover with like this girl walking around. Like it's like the back of her head. Anyway, yeah, I have and I did like that one. Nice. But yes, I read Murder Road. So freaking good. Oh I mean, my God. it's a, it's Simone St. James. Like, what She's do you mean? She's so good. So right. So good. I've never read a book by her that I didn't love. Wow. Honestly, like that's awesome. She, just the way that she blends paranormal stuff into like a historical and mm-hmm. recent story makes you just like, wow. Truly, one of the only authors that I've read that I actually really like and enjoy yeah. the paranormal aspect. <laughs> yes, like it's very rare for me, right? But she just does so well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, I agree. I think like even if you don't like that, like, for example, I, you know, I hate romance. (laughs) And every single one of hers has romance. But I'm like, I don't mind. I don't know. It's just how she does it. Like, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I think everyone. It's so subtle. Like, so low key. Oh, my god. I've read a book of cold cases and I've read The Broken Girls. And they, either one of those that, really have Okay, it. you're right. You're okay. right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But some of them, it's like so obvious where you're just like, <laughs> but still, I'm not mad about it. Like, I don't know. Just the way she does it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. Oh, listeners. Hey, don't forget. We have merch. Hey. Find us on Etsy at the Thriller Bookshelf. Um, Tell us or, what you think about our merch yes, because yes. I mean, obviously, it's amazing. But also, yeah. we want to hear your feedback if you're definitely like, make and if this there's other like, thing. If you're like, why don't you have any pens? <laughs> we'll get some pens. Like, no, we won't. I don't know. No, no, we don't won't. be ridiculous. Pens are pointless. <laughs> Like, my point is though if there's something that, that's not there that you really wish was like just yes because that would be yes. a good one for us to create come up with something new right but not pens yeah. just saying i mean like, i might put pens on there anyway just so, now no why who would okay wait you get a really nice fancy one like are you do you okay are you not a pen person i only i mean look it we're not sponsored by bic but okay i only use the bic one point black pens only these specific pens and no other pens no other writing utensils no other point size like i'm very specific okay yeah so So that's probably why like i love finding a good pen i have i think i have hundreds of pens and really i love to dig through and find like one that just feels so good when it's like when the ink's going across the page yeah i like listen like in marker like the really super thin fine point markers all that stuff anyway so some people enjoy pens okay all right okay i get i mean i can't say that's not true it's just that i'm very specific (laughs) i people even will like try to give me super nice like writing utensils i'm like thank you so much but i need the five dollar big pen from walmart (laughs) like i'm so sorry like i appreciate it but i i like what i like you know I mean, I do appreciate about the that about you. You're very like cognizant of what you enjoy. I know what brings me joy, and I know yes. what I could not care less about, and then I tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, listeners, anyway. check out our merch. Got some fun stuff out there. Yes. Also, so I have been. This is my new thing that I've been getting into. In case anyone 
cares. So Lifetime channel, they have this series and I think they've had it for a long time, but I just found out about it. So it's called Ripped from the Headlines. Have you heard of it? No. So it is a series where they essentially talk about each episode is like a different case. It's kind of like I survived. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's like each one is about a different case and you get to kind of learn about it. And the ones that I've seen already is people who have been abducted but survived. Okay. So like attempted or I guess not attempted, like they were abducted, but they got away. It is so interesting. Oh, my goodness. Like, there are so many good ones that I've never heard of at all. And it's the kind of cases that you think there would be a podcast on because it's super dynamic, super interesting. Like, the one I just watched was Boy in the Walls. Have you heard that story? Oh, I haven't. (laughs) I'm fascinated. I'm looking it up. So it looks like these are, this is fictional retellings of a true crime. Like right. actors so it's stuff? like, okay. yes. So it's actors okay. acting out the true crime story of what Got happened. It. Okay, okay. So it's not true crime, like true crime. It's a fictional. It's, it, a it's fiction based on a, a real case. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got so it. like, for example, The Boy in the Wall is about this 17-year-old guy who snuck in and to someone's house and lived in their walls. Shut and, like, up. Yes. And it's real. Like he literally watched them through the wall for like a full year oh my god yeah and so the lady's like i kind of feel like someone's watching me like yeah he is there's literally someone like that is one of my freakiest i cannot even like so this guy sneaks into a house and like kind of found i don't know how because i'm like if someone was living in my wall i would assume that i would know maybe you think but, I would think yeah. you would think you would hear something. I don't know. But he like li- literally lived in the wall of the house and like watched the family. And it's truly horrifying. So, yeah. Anyway, there's just so many. I've been learning about all these new cases from it because it's a lot of them I've never heard of. So I'm just like, it was really interesting because it's like lesser known cases yeah. so far that I've been yeah. watching. I do appreciate that. I like getting, because I think that it's, it can be a little overdone when it's like Bundy, Dahmer, whatever. John and I'm just like, Binet all we're Ramsey. doing is just re-traumatizing those families constantly. Right. Constant, constant, constant. Right. Um, but there's also very interesting things that can happen in the world that these, I always feel like true crime is a bit of a cautionary tale. So it's funny yeah. that you're saying about that particular story that you chose, uh-huh. because the first, so not the night that Jared got there, but the next night we were there a full day. Mm-hmm. Jared and I were like, the hell is that noise we went and i was like dude do we have atticus and he's like yeah it's in your office in the closet and i was like mm, what so we go upstairs Mm-mm. and it's clearly been moved so Mm-mm. now i'm like half convinced that there's a man in the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything you just said like uh, wh- what <laughs> sorry why are you so chill right now because i don't no. know no look I every time I go back, I go back and I look at it. So you can see like where it had been moved and there was plaster all over the floor in in my office. So I'm like, okay, either they somebody got up there and they were doing something before we got here because it looks like it'd been kind of like freshly ish moved, but it hasn't moved since then. So if there is somebody up there, he's not coming down because it would be very clear if that was happening. (laughs) Um, yeah, I just keep that door shut right now. And then I'm like, you know what? That actually sounds like a good book. (laughs) There's some ideas. Um, I'm having a horrible time right now hearing like not this is not a chill thing to be like calm about like this is a real story this actually ha- I oh know that this is a real story and this actually happened yeah I'm just saying so, but like, so how, like how often do you think this happens if it happens once then it happens. <laughs> not- I mean look I'm not gonna I don't want to spoil the ending of this but I'm gonna he acts murdered their whole family yeah yeah so like maybe you well, should check it out I know I keep telling Jared I'm like you need to go up there and take uh-huh. a little peek around uh-huh. so I mean look if I have there's a contractor a small... coming this weekend so I maybe I'll just oh, great like, hey can you just like just take a peek up there or give us a ladder so we can look up there if there's even a fraction of a chance that someone's gonna murder me with an axe i'm gonna check it out that's all <laughs> like it's just like but you hear a noise and then you go running towards the noise is that your well, not immediately but like yeah 
Okay, yes. well, I feel like in every horror movie, the slasher movies, it's like, oh, I'm just going to go see. And you're like, don't go up there. What well, are you yeah. doing? Leave I do. I do agree with that, that it, it's not always the best choice. But also, like, you can't just be like, well, we'll just we're going to ignore this. And uh, hopefully <laughs> no one's going to kill me because I don't love that for you. <laughs> I do. I don't love it. Um, but do what you say. want, you know? Yeah. You, you know what? I like to live life on the edge. Okay. You know? Well, that's. Yeah. I like to get a little thrill in my life. You need to get a, your thrill somewhere else. Like, get a hobby. <laughs> Honestly, go skydiving or, like, I have. eat your food without checking the expiration date. That's the type of thrill. No, that's just, no why would you do that? <laughs> oh, why would you do that? Okay. All right. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. Okay, so rip from the headlines. It sounds yeah. really good. I'm going to check yeah. it out. It's on Lifetime. I'm going to yeah. definitely check it out. Yeah, so good. So everyone should check it out. It is just, it's interesting. And I, I'm really enjoying it so far. And I'm not about to stop because there's a million of them. So Oh, it's, very nice. I love when you find talk. a show that you really like and there's like a ton of seasons of it. Same. Or or like in this case, a lot of movies, you know, in the same realm. Same. Oh my God, it's the best. It yeah. sucks when no, you find I'm a not, new show and you really like it and it's been canceled already and it's only two seasons. It's just I wouldn't horrible. even start it. I would look up first how many seasons there are. And if there's I less know. than four, I wouldn't watch it. because Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I should probably start yeah. just starting that. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to commit to a two-season show. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't have time for that. Sometimes, though, when you look on IMDb, it'll uh-huh. say, like, the show is, like, 2020 through, and then there's nothing. Sometimes you don't know if it's totally canceled yet. That's true. That is true. Well, but still, no new Netflix shows. Netflix does it a lot. Netflix is the worst. Like, Mindhunter, right? Like, it was, like, two years before it's they finally were back, said, No, no, we're done, done. No, they're, done. they're going to do it. They're not yeah. going to do it. No, wait, seriously. I think they just announced it was coming back. I think somebody was talking about it and that season three, right? Diva Fincher was thinking about it, but that was a that was the progress that he was thinking about it. It wasn't even like that it was happening. Unless you saw something in the last week, because that was the last I, I saw about a week or so ago. I swear. I swear I just saw something about it. Like Um ad, that would be amazing. Not to get your hopes up, but four days ago. Oh, so it says there's just a glimmer of yeah, hope. That's a glimmer of hope. That's why I said, like, it's not <laughs> Yeah, a glimmer of hope. I love that you're hanging on to your glimmer, though. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound very official. I don't know. <laughs> that's why I'm like, think it's I'm not gonna... happening. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not happening. Okay, great. Yeah. Anyway, if you can't watch Mindhunter, you can read books. So shall we go to oh, pub day? No. Yeah, let's do pub day. All right. Now, oh. today, as I mistakenly said last week, it is actually Galentine's Day today. It is actually Galentine's Day, Yay, February 13th. Happy Galentine's. <laughs> Hope you're out there giving a good time, like giving a good time. Having a good, oh my God, I can't talk. Just what? have fun with your friends, do like you your girlfriends, that's the best. Giving mm. a good time would... I was, I was like, that's not. <laughs> I think, I mean, do what you want, but also yeah. that, I mean, that really. Hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, so yeah. it's pub day. We've got five books to talk about today. Woo-hoo! First up is What Feast at Night by T. Kingfisher from Tor Nightfire. Mm-hmm. This is a horror book. After their terrifying ordeal at the Usher Manor, Retired soldier Alex Easton feels as if they survived another war. All they crave is rest, routine, and sunshine. But instead, as a favor to Angus and Miss Potter, they find themselves heading to their family hunting lodge deep in the cold, damp forests of their home country, Gallica. I'm not sure if that's... I don't know. In theory, one can find relaxation even in the coldest and dampest of Gallican autumns, but when Easton arrives... They find the caretaker dead, the lodge in disarray, and the grounds troubled by a strange, uncanny silence. The villagers whisper that a breath-stealing monster from folklore has taken up residence in Easton's home. Easton knows better than to put too much stock in local superstitions, but they can tell that something is not quite right in their home or in their dreams. What? Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. The breast, I like a breath-stealer. That sounds scary. But hearing about... Something infiltrating your dreams always terrifies me. Oh, yeah. Like, um, things. So the shadows was that yeah, like just, you? Yeah, it really gets me. I'm like, get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Okay. The next one is called The Split. It is by Kit Frick. Oh, yeah. I just got this one. Oh, sweet. I'm excited. Jane Connor is resigned to being the plain Jane of her family, pragmatic and dependable, so unlike her beautiful and impetuous younger sister, Esme. When Esme calls Jane during a flash summer storm, announcing she's left her high society husband, Jane is shocked to learn that her sister wishes to stay with her. Could this be an opportunity for them to become close again? The only catch. Esme needs a ride from the city to their small Connecticut hometown, and Jane is terrified of getting on the highway because of what she did when they were teens. Okay. Jane must either let Esme stand on her own two feet for once or jump to her flighty younger sister's rescue. And her choice cleaves her life in two. In one reality, Jane can't overcome her fear and tells Esme to crash with a friend. 24 hours later, her sister is missing. Tortured by regret, Jane dedicates herself to piecing together Esme's life before her disappearance, unraveling a web of lies, broken relationships, and finally, the truth. In the other reality, Jane swallows Mm. her fear and offers her less ungrateful sister a ride. But while Jane hopes living together in their childhood home will be healing, Esme is aloof and increasingly reckless. The tension between the sisters builds until they are finally forced to reckon with the explosive secret from their past that has destroyed their fragile bond and both their lives. With rocking pace and shocking twists, the split casually explores how little we know the ones we love and how one small choice can change everything. Yeah, it sounds. I like the idea of like the two realities yeah. and like I do how like they that too. That's clever. play out. Yeah, it's very interesting. Okay, the next one is Village in the Dark by Iris Yamashita from Berkeley. On a frigid February day, Anchorage detective Kara Kennedy stands by the graves of her husband and son, watching as their caskets are raised from the earth. It feels sacrilegious, but she has no choice. Aaron and Dylan disappeared on a hike a year ago, their bones eventually found and buried. But shocking clues have emerged that foul play was involved, potentially connecting them to a string of other deaths and disappearances. Somehow tied to the mystery is Mia Abash, who grew up in an isolated village called Unity, a community of women and children in hiding from abusive men. Hmm. Mia never imagined the trouble she would find herself in when she left home to live in man's world. Although she remains haunted by the tragedy of what happened to the man and the boy in the woods, she has her own reasons for keeping quiet. Aided by police officer Joe Barkowski and other residents of Port Medier, Kara's investigation will lead them on a dangerous path that puts their lives and the lives of everyone around them in mortal jeopardy. I'm interested because it kind of sounds like this unity village almost sounds mm-hmm. cultish, right? It like, does. Yeah. It really does. Commie, culty. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. I, and I love, I love books set in Alaska. I don't know why. I just feel like it, it's just so atmospheric. Ooh, yeah. like, it just intrinsically is atmospheric. I agree. Okay, two more. The next one is The Resort by Sarah Oaks from Sourcebooks. There are three rules to survive a dive at the famous Koh Sang Resort. One, breathe normally if something goes wrong. Scuba diving instructor Cass leads her students out for their first dive off the beautiful coast of Koh Sang, Thailand's world-famous party island. It's supposed to be a life-changing experience, but things quickly spiral out of control. Two, always dive with someone you trust. By the time she's back on the shore, Lucy, one of her students, is dead and another critically injured, and she knows the new and idyllic life she has built for herself is about to be smashed to pieces on the rocks. Three, don't panic if your oxygen is running out. Because someone has discovered Cass's dark secret, and on an island as remote as this, there aren't many places to hide. There is a killer waiting, and whoever it is will stop at nothing until Cass's life is ruined and justice is finally served. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. the cover of that looks like it's like it's very bright. I think it's really mm-hmm. bright colored. It's and like, like bright shadow. pink, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a shadow of a palm tree on it. I love a remote, like yeah. isolated remote too. Yeah. So. No, it, it sounds really good. All right. Last one. This one is called Original Sins by Aaron Young from Flatiron Books. It's a brutal winter in Des Moines, Iowa, and the city is gripped by fear. A serial attacker known as the Sin Eater is stalking women and has just struck again. It's a tough time and a tough place for Riley Fisher, a former small town sergeant, to be reporting for duty as an FBI agent on her first assignment. Teamed with a man she's not sure she can trust and struggling to prove herself while fighting the pool of her old life and family dramas, Riley is tasked with investigating a vicious death threat against the newly elected female state governor. Gradually, she traces a disturbing connection between this case and the hunt for the Sin Eater. 
Through snow, ice, violence, and lies, Riley Fisher is drawn towards a terrifying revelation. What is it? I don't know. We're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> I just thought you were going to tell us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Nope. Sure okay. not. I don't know what it is. But okay. I love, I'm such a sucker for an FBI serial killer combo. I know you are. Like, it'll get me every time. <laughs> no, it's, it does sound good. It does. Yeah. Like, it made me want to know what's going on. So that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. All Yay. right, well, listeners, I hope you found something new to pick up this week. And congratulations, authors, on Pub Day. Yay, Pub Day. Also, it is Black History Month. So that Ooh. is super exciting. And today we're going to be talking about thrillers that you can read to celebrate Black authors and support Black authors, um, as you should always be doing. But if you're yep. like, I want to be doing this and I don't know because a lot of times where to look yeah and also it's like i don't really even know much about the authors sometimes when i read a book i'm like Mm -hmm. or when i see a picture i'm like huh i didn't know that you were a woman i thought you're a man this whole time or whatever yeah you know it can be kind of hard so we just wanted to give you some ideas of our favorites and where to start i have three that i love 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 and then two that are on my TBR for this okay. month specifically. And so I'm going to talk about those. So the first one that I'm hoping to start the month with is called As the Wicked Watch by Tamron Hall. Ooh, um, oh, that's got a gorgeous cover. I'm obsessed oh with my covers, gosh, right? like, it does. Purple. Oh, yes. It's been sitting here on my shelf and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to read it. So this is what it's about. When crime reporter Jordan Manning leaves her hometown in Texas, to take a job at a television station in Chicago, she's one step closer to her dream, a coveted anchor chair on a national network. Jordan is smart and aggressive with unabashed star power and often the only woman of color in the newsroom. Her signature arriving first on the scene in impractical designer stilettos, which I'm like, I love her. I love her That's so amazing. much. <laughs> Armed with a master's degree in forensic science and oh, impeccable instincts, Right? I love it. Jordan has I love a girl been, in stilettos with that pedigree. That's yes. Nice. I'm like, you're, oh, I love her. Jordan has been able to balance her dueling motivations, breaking every big story and giving a voice to the voiceless. From her time in Texas, she has covered the vilest of human behaviors, but nothing has prepared her for Chicago. Jordan is that rare breed of a journalist who can navigate the crime scene as well as she can in newsroom often noticing what others tend to miss. Again and again, she's called to cover the murders of Black women, many of them sexually assaulted, most brutalized, and all of them quickly forgotten. All until Maisie James, a story that Jordan can't shake despite all of her efforts. A 15-year-old girl whose body was found in the abandoned lot, Maisie has come to represent for Jordan all of the frustration and anger that her job often forces her to repress. Putting the rest of her work and her fraying personal life aside, Jordan does everything she can to give the story the coverage that it deeply requires and that a missing Black child would rarely get. Mm-hmm. So it sounds super good. Um, yeah. I love that she's a reporter, but also works like on crime scenes and yeah. has, you know, like forensic science background. The cover cool. is gorgeous. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to start the month with this one. It's As the Wicked Watch by Tamron Hall. Fantastic. So the one that I'm going to talk about first, I am in process of reading. I think I have about two hours left of it. Nice. But it is Jackal by Erin E. Adams. Oh, yes. Mm. Have you read it? Yes. Okay. So yeah, I, ha- I still have a ways to go, but I'm loving it so far. It was released in October 2022. This is about Liz Roche, who is coming home reluctantly to her town, Johnstown, Pennsylvania, which is a predominantly white town. And as a black woman, she doesn't exactly have fond memories of it, but her best friend is getting married. So she's like, I'm going to go deal with a weekend of awkward, passive aggressive reunions. She's grown so she can handle anything that comes her way. But On the night of the wedding, somewhere between dancing and dessert, the newlyweds couple Caroline disappears, and the only thing left behind is a piece of white fabric covered in blood. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That scene was super creepy. Yeah. Like, and so upsetting because, so Liz is Caroline's godmother, and Liz is, like, the last person with Caroline, to give you more context. Yes. So as a frantic search begins with the police combing the trees for Caroline, Liz is the only one who notices a pattern. 
a summer night, a missing girl, a party in the woods. She's seen this before. Keisha Woodson, the only other black girl in Liz's high school, walked into the woods with a mysterious man and was later found with her chest cavity ripped open and her heart removed. Liz shudders at the thought that it could have been her. And now with Caroline missing, it can't be a coincidence. As she starts digging through the town's history, she uncovers a horrifying secret about the place she once called home. Children have been going missing in these woods for years, all of them black, all of them girls. With the evil in the forest creeping closer, Liz knows what she must do, find Caroline, or be entirely consumed by the darkness. Well, it's so, it's so good. Okay. Yeah. So my thoughts are, Erin E. Adams can write. Like, yeah. she can write. So this book was nominated for an Edgar, a Bram Stoker Award, a Shirley Jackson Award. It was named one of Cosmopolitan's best horror books ever. I should only see why, because the writing is gorgeous. It's, yeah. it's so beautiful. Beautiful prose, very voicey. Liz is such an interesting character. Her interactions with people in Johnstown showcase what it can be like to be growing up as a Black woman from Appalachia, but also someone who has money. So there's a there's divide in the area. There's people who live up on the hill that go to one school, and then there's people that live in the valley that go to another school. So there's Black people in the community, but not in the school she goes to. So she's been ostracized from her white peers for being black and from black peers, those very few, because she acts too white and lived up on the hill. So it's really interesting. It's atmospheric and unsettling. She really draws the readers in with a promise that things are not what they seem and darkness lurks everywhere. It is creepy. Yeah. I would just say yeah. maybe not for the super squeamish. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But but really good. That is Jackal by Aaron E. Adams. Oh, so good. Yes, I also recommend it. <clears throat> okay, my next one is the first book in the series. So Ooh. it's The Jigsaw Man by Nadine oh, oh, my God. Yes. 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 <laughs> I know. So The Jigsaw Man was her debut. And then after that, she wrote two more in the series, The Binding Room. And then coming out in 2024 is The Kill List. Can't wait. Um, oh, my gosh. I know. I know. So I, I won't talk about all of them, honestly, but I will talk about the Jigsaw Man because it's the first one. And I just, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, so good. Uh, so this book is about Inspector Angelica Henley. And she worked in a desk assignment, but she's pulled into the field when dismembered body parts from multiple victims start showing up all over the city of London. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, immediately, she connects this specific method of dismemberment to a previous case, which is Peter Oliver, who was the jigsaw killer. Oh my God, um, Peter and Oliver, Peter, man. I know. <laughs> I know. Peter Oliver is the reason that she is currently working a desk job. He's a psychotic killer that went on a rampage and killed seven people before stabbing her, Angelica, and then narrowly escapes being apprehended. So he, oh no, 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 he he is apprehended. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna after, say because I think there's yeah. a whole. Yeah, that's right. Um, but so then when this starts happening, he gets really mad because he's like, "This someone's imitating me because he's mm -hmm. in prison." Mm -hmm. Um, and he's mad that people are killing in his name using his exact method. And so he decides that he wants to take matters into his own hands to be sure that the imitator is stopped. And something I loved about this book was that it felt like the second book in the series. Oh, yeah, it did. Mm -hmm. Like you pick up reading it and you're like, wait, hold on. I know. I feel like I'm part of this story. Mm -hmm. Like Angelica has such a rich backstory. The writing flows really well from the first page. It feels like the book picks up where another book left off, mm -hmm. which I love that about her writing. Yeah. Each of the main characters has a unique personality and a unique life story that helps you understand and connect with them. I could feel the emotions of the characters like you suffer right along with them. This book is pretty gruesome, though. And so be aware. And it also has the characteristics of a classical police procedural. Mm -hmm. So. You follow her into the crime squad and you're learning about the case essentially as she's learning about the case. Yeah. So I loved that. The relationship between Oliver and Henley reminded me a lot of Silence of the Lambs. Mm -hmm. um, made my skin crawl. It was disgusting and creepy and I loved it. 
It has the best aspects of a serial killer book. But again, if you're squeamish, don't read this because yeah. you're literally transported to the mind of a killer, mm-hmm. which is horrifying. And they're finding um, but, body parts like under bridges yeah. and all over town. So yes, like yeah. it's so <laughs> creepy. It's so creepy. And then the book does have an open ending, which I liked. I thought it was good for the story. Mm -hmm. And knowing it's a series, you're like, I cannot wait to see what happens next. So I highly recommend The Jigsaw Man by Nadine Matheson. Yep, totally agree. My favorite, one of the favorite things I liked about it was that when she's doing the police scenes where they're in the station and they're kind of talking Mm -hmm. about the case, they're like going like they're doing a murder board. It like read like a criminal minds scene where they're doing the the updates. It was so it was like super well done. Yes. So I enjoyed it. Very cool. All right. My next book is called All Her Little Secrets by Wanda M. Morris. This was released in November of 2021. This is Elise Littlejohn, seemingly has it all, an Ivy League League law degree, a well-paying job as a corporate attorney in Midtown Atlanta, great friends, and a for-fun relationship with a rich, charming executive who just happens to be her white boss. Her life is shaken up when she walks into the office one day to find her boss murdered then simply turns and walks away. Before she knows it, she's not only caught up in the mystery and chaos surrounding his death, but she's been thrust into his job, a move that makes her suspicious of the motives of the company and the leadership team. How and why is her brother suddenly involved with the company? And are they just promoting her because she's the only black employee and they want to save face in the community? Why did she walk away from her dead boss? These are all the questions I had when I, after I read the synopsis. Very Mm -hmm. excited. So, This book has it all, secrets, layers and layers of intrigue, corporate greed, blatant covert system, systemic racism, which I Mm -hmm. think blatant covert doesn't make sense. But it's like, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's very obvious that they're covertly racist. And family strife. Really fantastic story, rich with complicated characters and relationships, particularly the one with her brother. I know last year I was really looking for sibling books, and this is a really Mm -hmm. great sibling Mm -hmm. story for those who are looking for that component. While it is a mystery thriller, it manages to dive deep into issues of racism, virtue signaling, and even includes a well-done depiction of caregiving for someone with dementia. Hmm. So come for the drama, stay for the mystery. I really liked All Her Little Secrets by Wanda M. Morris. Yay. (laughs) Okay, so my next one is technically not a thriller. It is. It is. Oh. It's a thriller, but it's a thriller for a different reason. Like, I can see why you would think it's not. So it's okay. called When No One Is Watching by Alyssa Cole. Oh, um, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I'll just tell you about it. So it's about Sydney Green, who was born in Brooklyn, and she's realizing that her neighborhood is changing. So condos are coming. There's for sale signs popping up. And the neighbors that she's known all her life are disappearing. To hold on to her community's past and present, Sydney channels her frustration into a walking tour, creating a walking tour, and finds unlikely and wanted assistant in one of the new arrivals to the block, her neighbor Theo. But Sydney and Theo's deep dive into history quickly becomes a dizzying descent into paranoia and fear. Their neighbors may have not moved to the suburbs at all, and the push to revitalize the community may be more deadly than advertised. When does coincidence become conspiracy? Where do people go when gentrification pushes them out? Can Cindy and Theo trust each other or themselves long enough to find out before they also disappear? So this book, I considered it almost a social horror. Yes. So, yep, that's a really good explanation for it. It's not a thriller. It's a slow Mm -hmm. burn. It's very slow burn. Yeah, but it's like, pretty much composed of social commentary and points about gentrification, racism, the hardships of the main character that Sydney is going through as her community changes. And the book, it's mixed with like witty dialogue, building tension, but really the horror is the reality. So mm-hmm. as you're reading, you're like, wait, hold on. Gentrification's real. Like a lot of these things actually happened. And so that that's why I kind of see it as more of like a social horror. But I loved how relatable Sydney was. 
I loved how relevant the story was. Even though the book is fiction, it felt like it could easily happen in real life. And that's why this is a terrifying, you could even call it a thriller because it mimics reality. It definitely had like get out vibes for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, love it. As a preference, I don't like books with romance elements, I will say. <laughs> but I think in this book, it kind of works to set the stage of the story. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, you could feel like the tension and the underlying creepiness, even when nothing creepy was happening, it still just felt dark and like dreary. You could feel the oppression that Sydney yeah. felt. And so yeah. anyway, I really liked it. I think if you go into it, not seeing it as a thriller, but more as just like a social commentary, you'll like it more. So that's when no one is watching by Alyssa Cole. It like, it takes a left turn. It does. It, it takes really, a it really real does. left turn. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not what you expect. In it's not what you way. expect. It's not right. what you expect. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next one I have, I actually covered in episode 42, Not So Perfect Strangers by Ellis Stratton. This is about Tasha Jenkins. She's finally found the courage to leave her abusive husband. She's at a hotel with her 17-year-old son, dreaming about what adventures lie ahead in Georgia. Unfortunately, her son Galen, who we all hate. We no, hate Galen. He's a, he's a kid, but like, oh, Galen. Hate him. Um, has other ideas. Doesn't want to leave his father. So he goes back home, and ever the protective doting mother, Tasha reluctantly follows him back. Don't she's do it. A- I know. I know. Just, Galen can be on his own. Because he has a bad attitude. He, he's and, 17 at that yeah, point. Yeah, he's fine. You know? He's fine. I know. Mm. As she's leaving the hotel, a woman be, being chased by a man runs towards her car and hops in. The woman, Madison, is trying to get away from her abusive husband, too. And Tasha makes a split-second decision to help her get away. So afterwards, Tasha's back home to her abusive husband and a little shit of a son. And mm. <laughs> under strict control. Like, in this, he controls where she goes. Her phone usage, what she does during the day, who she's with, like she can only go back and forth to the, her job. And even then was like a stretch to get. So it's, it's yeah. just very it's really oppressive and intense environment. Yeah. So eventually, though, she's able to sneak out and she meets with Madison, who wanted to take her out as a thank you. And as they're separating, Madison springs an idea on Tasha. I'm a big believer that women should help each other, Tasha. Don't you think? And they really set up kind of a perfect strangers on a train style plot that they should kill each other's husbands. Tasha is appalled. She takes off. But Madison hears what she wants to do. Madison is she's a character. So this is told through Madison and Tasha's alternating point of views. Suspenseful, frustrating and compelling. The story paced along nicely with something new always happening. Tasha's a great character. And when I reflect on it, uh, you know, kind of uh, months away from reading it. I really think what stands out to me is who Tasha is as a person and a mother. She's going through these horrible things and still manages to make her son a priority throughout. Even when he doesn't want it, she just is like mama bear while trying to overcome the abuse that she was experiencing. Yeah. And also this cray cray person that yeah. she's been encountered. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Madison is unhinged in the most delightful way. She's determined, lives in her own world and goes full heartedly at anything she wants. And she wants her husband dead. So it's just it's a chaotic ride, but really, really well done. So that is Not So Perfect Strangers by L.S. Stratton. Yes. yes. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so my next one is one that's on my TBR for this month, and it's because I've loved some of her other ones. So. The one I'm going to be talking about is called We Lie Here by Rachel Housel Hall. Ooh. Um, But I've read these toxic things by Rachel Housel Hall and now she's gone. And I love them both. So I'm excited for this one as well because it sounds really good. So Mm -hmm. this one is about TV writer Yara Gibson and how she's going on vacation back to her hometown of Palmdale, California. Because she's going back to host her parents' 20th anniversary party and she's trying to find like all these mementos for the celebration. Everything is great until she gets a text that says, I have information that will change your life. This message is from Felicia Campbell, who claims to be a childhood friend of Yara's mother. But Hmm. they've been estranged for years. And so she's like, I'm just going to ignore it. 
but she can't forget Felicia, who keeps texting and says that Yara should talk to her before it's too late. But sadly, the next day, it's already too late for Felicia, whose body is found floating in Lake Palmdale. Before she died, Felicia left Yara a key to a remote lakeside cabin. In the basement are files related to a mysterious tragedy unsolved since 1988. So what secrets was Felicia hiding? How much of what Yara knows about her family is actually true and what isn't? The deeper Yara digs for answers, the more that she fears that Felicia was right. Uncovering the truth about what happened at the cabin all those years ago will either change Yara's life or end it. So, yeah, it sounds so good. I love an old family mystery. I love it. And I love, like the drama of being like, you better listen. And then obviously she doesn't listen. I mean, of course. <laughs> um, and then look, that's what happens. You should have listened wow. to him. So it sounds <laughs> really good. I love her other books. So I'm super excited to start this one. And it's We Lie Here by Rachel Housel Hall. Fantastic. I have, I think I have that book on my shelf. Ooh. So my, my first, well, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. I have it yeah, on my shelf. Fine. So yeah, fine. I, I'm, one day I'll, I'll read it. <laughs> Okay, my next one is Missing White Woman by Kelly Garrett. It is going to come out this year on April 30th of 2024, and I read an arc of it. The truth is never skin deep. It was supposed to be a romantic getaway weekend in New York City. Brianna's new boyfriend, Ty, took care of everything. The train tickets, the dinner reservations, the rented four-story luxury row house in Jersey City with a beautiful view of the Manhattan skyline. But when Brie comes downstairs their final morning, she's shocked. There's a stranger laying dead in the foyer, and Ty is nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. A black woman all alone in a new city, Brie is stranded and out of her death. Especially when it becomes clear the dead woman is none other than Janelle Beckett, the missing woman the entire internet has become obsessed with. There's only one person Brie can turn to, her ex-best friend, a lawyer with whom she shares a very complicated past. As the police and social media mob close in, all looking for a hashtag justice for Janelle, Brie realizes that the only way she can help Ty or herself is to figure out what really happened that night. But when people only see what they want to see, can she unco- uncover the truth hiding in plain sight? So the premise of this is really good. So the idea of like, how can you wake up in a house and there's a dead person in your mm-hmm. house and you had no idea it's alluded to like as you're getting up to that so you know that that's going to happen so yeah. you're like, okay this next it's explained this book has a trope though that can work but can drive people crazy so just a heads up like when people don't speak up or they hide something from people trying to help them they're just not being like fully forthright and it makes sense because i know that there are people who are afraid to say the truth or how they feel but it was it's just as a heads up for people yeah, if that is a okay. trope that drives you crazy th- this is in it but the book is that said the book is really intriguing brie is constantly questioning herself and her boyfriend did he do it where did he disappear to her obsession with tiktoker billy grows throughout the book as billy incites an audience looking for justice for the woman who dies so she gets them all riled up on tiktok mm-hmm. The scenes with Billy are some of the strongest in the book because it really highlights the way the public can grab onto a story and run with it. Yeah. Even make things up or share rumors or speculations while it's going on. I got like very Gabby Petito vibes. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. It was really eye opening look at where we as consumers fall in in as crime as entertainment. This is a really good book, especially if you're a new to thrillers. I think this is a really great introductory story. Yay. That was rough. That's hard for me to get through that, but okay. Uh, we we made Sounds it. Good. We yeah. made it. All right. My last one is obviously I couldn't go through this list without including an S.A. Cosby book. Of because, course. Of course. Duh. Yeah. So it's Razorblade Tears and mm-hmm. it is, I mean, all of his books are. Oh God. Yeah. Phenomenal. But this one, loved it. So it's about Ike Randolph. He's been out of jail for 15 years and he's been like doing everything right, hasn't even gotten a speeding ticket, but he still has a lot of fear when cops show up at his door. But the last thing he expects to hear is that his son, Isaiah, has been murdered along with Isaiah's white husband, Derek. Ike has never fully accepted his son, but is still devastated by this loss. Derek's father, Buddy Lee, was 
almost as ashamed of Derek for being gay as Derek was ashamed that his father was a criminal. But Buddy Lee still has his contacts in the underworld and he wants to know who murdered his child, obviously. So Ike and Buddy Lee, two ex-cons with nothing else really in common except for they are criminals and they love their kids. They band together in a desperate desire for revenge. And so they want to find out what happened. They want to do better for themselves and figure out like what happened. And through that journey, they confront their own prejudices about their sons and also want to dole out some justice. This book was oh, so good. Fast paced <laughs> crime thriller full of like poignant dialogue, relevant social commentary. The story is raw and powerful. It explores the feelings behind a father's love. It's gr- very gritty and violent. Um, it has the full range of emotions that you just have. It's a whole spectrum. I felt so many things reading this book. It made me anxious. It made me angry, sad, stressed, heartbroken. But I loved the unique perspectives that the characters came from and the important conversations about being Black, being gay, living in the South. It's the exact kind of movie. I'm like, why is this not a movie? It's the perfect movie. Anyone would love it. The characters are dynamic. They stay with you long after you finish reading the book. A story's fast paced. It's twisted. The book is completely character driven. So you see the evolution throughout the story. The characters are complex and dynamic. They're easy to root for. Even if what they're doing isn't like necessarily right, you can still root for them. Yeah, it's amazing. So S.A. Cosby is a fantastic writer, even though this book does get pretty violent, I would say. Still, totally worth reading it. Loved it. Love all his books, but Razorblade Tears was amazing. Awesome. I think, actually, I think it's been optioned for a movie. Oh, good. So that could mean that we could see something in the next, like, five years, which would be really cool. I hope so, because Mm -hmm. it would be the perfect movie. Like, I don't know how it's written to be a movie. Yeah. It gives me, like, No Country for Old Men kind of vibes, but obviously very different kind of plots and things. But, like, the underground grittiness of it is where, is what I get. Yeah. All right. So my last one is called Down the River Unto the Sea by Walter Mosley. This was released in February of 2018. Joe King Oliver was one of NYPD's finest investigators until dispatched to arrest a whale-heeled car thief. He's framed for assault by his enemies within the NYPD, a charge which lands him in solitary at Rikers Island. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's rough. A decade later, King is a private detective running his agency with the help of his teenage daughter, Asia Denise. She also goes by A.D. Broken by the brutality he suffered and committed in equal measure while behind bars, his work and his daughter are the only light in his solitary life. When he receives a card in the mail from the woman who admits she was paid to frame him those years ago, King realizes he has no choice but to take his own case, figuring out who on the force wanted him disposed of and why. Running in parallel with King's own quest for justice is the case of a black radical journalist accused of killing two on-duty police officers who had been abusing their badges to traffic in drugs and women within the city's poorest neighborhoods. Our hero must beat dirty cops and dirtier bankers, craven lawyers, and above all, keep his daughter far from the underworld in which he works. All the while, two lives hang in the balance, King's clients and his own. This is like, if you liked Veronica Mars, this is like kind of that Veronica Mars kind of vibe with the daughter working at the private detective agency with the the father. Love that. Though we really spend majority of our time is with with King. So reading this book, though, I kept checking myself out of it to marvel at the world and the characters Mosley created. King is the toughest of men. Everything Mm. he's had to go through makes him both hard and soft inside. And there's a vulnerability to him that's enticing while he is very much a strong, dark, man yeah 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 yeah. the words gritty noir come to mind for me with this book dirty cops are one of the things that anger me the most in the world as with a lot of people Mm -hmm. and that is played up very well in this book the mysteries that king has are well spun and they kept me guessing in general this is a fantastic book if you like hard-boiled private detective stories of strong men with soft cores it is the first in a series and yeah it's it's excellent excellent sounds and that is Again, it is called Down the River Unto the Sea by Walter Mosley. 
I love it. It sounds so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's really good. Oh, there's so many good ones. Yes. Yes. I love it. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Well, well now you know. Thank you for sharing your uh, your authors with me and your sto- story choices. It was really mm-hmm. nice. Same here. I definitely heard about some new books that I had no idea about. So that's super exciting. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for stopping by, guys. Yay. Hopefully you found something new to read. And if you do read any of our book choices, let us know. DM us on Instagram at Thrillers by the Book Club Pod. Or you could reach out to me at Thriller Book Babe. Or me at Olivia Day Wallace. And hey, guys, if you have some... If, bleh, I can't <laughs> do it. Kill some time. Read a thriller. Whatever. You yeah, know this, whatever. This thing. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, bye. 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 B